0: The Earnestly Speaking Podcast is a show that is founded on free flowing conversation and may at times venture into mature subjects. Listener discretion is advised.
1: Earthica Podcast. Coming to you June 27th. 2023. about nine days. I just checked check the uh, the uh, feed and uh, realized that outside of you know my what I do with my wrestling podcast, Take Through Wrestling, which is on another feed, of course, which I don't consider a lot of work. Honestly, it's a shared experience. Like I always say with me and three other guys, so it's not a lot of work. I bring I only bring one topic to the panel, and that's it. I'll be helping one topic, and that's it. <clears throat> but aside from that, I haven't done a podcast in nine days. And you guys know how I roll. Um, I typically do a show, I especially on this show, which is my number one priority. Um, I do, at the very least, two shows a week. Okay? Or well, at least one solo week, I say. But on on a normal, normal occasion, I, I do two to three episodes a week. At least one or two solo episodes a week. I may mean, have a guest or two as well. This podcast is pre- very active. Like it's just, the, the, we we The way we do things here on this show honestly uh, speaking, is as though uh, is as though it, it's, you know, my life. What, it, I mean, and that's, in some ways it is, you know, in some ways um, is my life, you know, because it's something I, I enjoy doing and it's something that's, you know, enjoyable, therapeutic, you want to call that. <clears throat> but uh, I, I'll be honest with you. Uh, the last um, nine days, last week, whatever you to call that, i feel, been feeling kind of lazy. also been feeling kind of like, I don't know when to, to use the word, word burnout because I'm I'm never really I, I mean the moments I'll get a little burned down here and there but I, it's not like I've gone like, totally insane and crazy with the show and doing shows every day and all that. But I I did feel last week, um, <clears throat> I felt like, eh. and 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 the thing is is like I you know there I was I had on two or three occasions last week had actually prepared shows ready to go, I had topics ready to go, and this. Time came like I ah, don't feel recording night, and that was Tuesday night. Then Wednesday night came around like I ah, feel like recording record night as well too. That was Wednesday night. Then I had off to do it Saturday. I'm like ah, I'm good. So relax, kind of take it'll you know, take it a little bit. You know, I, I, and I think that's one of the, the, my attitude these days too as well is that you want to still pace yourself. You still you want to enjoy the process. <clears throat> but you also want to pace yourself. Listen to your listen to your body. Listen to your listen to your your mentals. Listen to your brain. If you don't feel like doing something, and the opportunity is there to, to take a breather, take the breather. Nothing wrong with that. Um so yeah, I I I, I can't say I'm, i in one in one way in one aspect, yeah, I'm a little lazy. But at the same time, I did <laughs> I had topics prepared for the you know last week and I just this didn't wanna I just decided not to go, come through with it. It's like, ah, you know what? took a couple, a couple of days off, and then a couple of days turned into, like, a week, and then turned to nine days, and honestly, even tonight, even tonight, you know, um, I uh, had the today's show all prepared to go, and I was like, okay, well, I think I'll do a podcast tonight. I think I will if I feel up to it, and then, like, up until the last, like, 10, 15 minutes before I hit record, I'm like, do we want to do this tonight? Do everyone want do this tonight? Do everyone, I'm really moved to do a podcast tonight, and then I say, you know what? Screw it. Get in Get in, get in the studio. You know you enjoy this. You know this is something that you really enjoy and whatnot. And and I I won't lie too. And even the moments like last week when I didn't do the show, like say Tuesday or Thursday and or Saturday, there was some regret at, at times. Like ah uh, maybe I should have did a, should have the opportunity to do the podcast. But at the same time, listen to your body. If if if, if you know if if uh, you're not feeling it, you're not feeling it. And and that's just and that's okay. That's okay. You know. Um, so I'm back. Nine days off. Hi. <laughs> um, things were okay. Um, I got some really good good news actually um, for my doctor. I, t- I think I told you guys about a week and a half, two weeks ago, maybe three weeks ago, that I had recently had a, a checkup with my, with my doctor. <clears throat> on more blood, more blood work. Um, you know, I do, I'm doing that every three months. As you guys know, I'm um, type two diabetic now, um, as of March, and now so I'm just I'm staying on top of my health these days and whatnot. So I did my recently updated blood work, and um, we got a lot of good news came back my a1c levels have dropped dramatically even more than I thought I knew it would drop a little bit but I didn't think it dropped as much as it did um, it actually dropped more than I thought it dropped uh over four percent um to give a little insight um <clears throat> when I tested in March when they told me I was diabetic um back in March my a1c levels were 11.4 percent that's dramatically high that's really bad um that's danger zone <laughs> in fact um, so obviously they've, they've, yeah, I've had medication and all this kind of stuff. So not just only for diabetes, but also for high, 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 high blood pressure and cholesterol and all that stuff. Well, now my A1C levels dropped down to 7.2. Um, still in diabetic range, but considering how massive the drop was, definitely an, a, 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 an opportunity now where if I can continue to do what I'm doing now. Um, and I, I'll be honest, it's been a little bit rough at times, because like, you know, like I said, I've kind of... I am I'm I've gone back full, back to full bore where I was before the di- before the diagnosis. But I, I've lost a little bit. Though. I, I won't lie, I've some a little bit here, here and there. I'm still fasting, though. Although I'm still with sodas and all that all stuff. And if I do eat sugar, I'm very careful how much I eat a day. I'm watching my carbs throughout the day as well, too, still. But I, I'm allowing myself to also live a little bit, too, as well. But if I get my... So if, if you guys don't know where, how, how you attribute diabetes and like A1C levels and all that, like if your A1C is, is above 6.9%, that means you're you're type 2 diabetic. If you're 6.9, if you're like from five 6 to 6.9 or 5.5, 6.9, I can't remember the exact number there, somewhere between 5.5 and 6.9, you're pre-diabetic. <clears throat> and if you obviously 5 below, you're not longer diabetic. That based on the A one C levels, but also on top of that too. On top of that, she said down that all my cholesterol, my HDLs, LDLs, all back to normal again, which is good. Um, my um, my uh, my vitamin D levels are back to normal again, or, or, or going back to normal, which was I was I was deficient in vitamin D. That's now improving now as well too. So the medication is helping as well. The the don't say dieting, but the eating better, the exercising every day as much as I can. Um, the the, also the um medication and supplements also do. I, I, I take a lot, take a lot of, of, of pills but it's not just for uh to get better but it's also also for preventative like you know supplements omega threes and all the whole nine so I do a lot of i'm 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 stressing more you know doing that stuff but <clears throat> things are better now things are on the up and up we gotta continue this this is a lifestyle this is a lifestyle this is not just one little three month stand and like okay fine I'm good now so I'm going go back to my old habits no we're not going back to it again like yes, you balance things out. Today I had. I today I I, I had a nice meal today. You know, I, I had a curry chicken meal today, and um, you know, not something you she have all the time, but you know, once in a while it's okay to do that. But I also, <clears throat> if there's one thing I need to improve on um, for myself moving forward, um, and my my throat's kind of like weird tonight. Is I need to watch. I, I need to continue to. Get back to walking again, exercise again. Um, That's that's something that slowed down a lot last couple weeks. I will say to, in my defense, the weather has been horrible here in my in Florida since school ended late late May. It has rained virtually every day, other than today actually, and another day happened I think a couple weeks ago. It's raining every day. Now, if I don't get to walk here at home, I do walk on my breaks at work, so I do do something, get some steps in, of course. I still need to check out. I also need, need to also go to the chiropractor again soon at some point and get a uh, a, a new X ray. I've, I've done my rehab there in terms of my uh, my um, um, my neck. I got to see if, if, if the uh, the disc is back in place, if the uh, things about the normal again. Because I want to start doing weight. I, I still wanna, I want to I want to get to uh, doing more hard stringent uh, workouts, like back to the gym again and weights and stuff. But I don't want to do that till I get cleared by a doctor to do that. <clears throat> excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. I was coughing. So, there's good news on, on that front. On in terms of my health, I'm very excited about that. Um, and I, 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 as you guys, I tell you guys, I'll, I'll keep you guys updated on on that as we get move forward. <clears throat> all right, <clears throat> I cough, I cough again. Let's get to the to it's a little bit of NBA talk here. Damian Lillard watch continues. Um, he has not requested a trade from Portland just yet. Um, although, all, all the signs seem to, to say that. At some point, some side sort of the I know they, the, t, the two sides met yesterday. The Blazers in, 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 in the, uh, and Lillard himself um, met yesterday. Um, the Blazers have said that they want to continue building around Damian Lillard. Of course, you, you see that statement from the, from the Blazers, and you can read between the lines there that <clears throat> they're saying that they're committed to Lillard, and obviously that's good. But I already told you guys how I feel about, about the situation. I think the Blazers want to move on. I also think this is a PR battle because I don't think the Blazers want to be the ones to to, to say we want to trade you because of the backlash they may, it may A you may they may get from the uh, from the fan base because Lillard is very loved very beloved in that in that region in that city. Um, I do think Lillard, I think Lillard wants to be there, he wants to win there, but I think he under I, I think he, I mean I I like to think he realizes that this didn't look. <clears throat> I don't think I don't see a scenario where they get much better that they can make a trade between now and next week that's going to change their title chances. Like I'll, and in fact, I'll go so far as this, and this is to shock some folks here too. NBA fans here, look at the Western Conference. I can make an argument right now that, based on situations, based on their, on their situation,
0: every day we rise.
1: Team or the worst odds, or worst situation in terms of getting into the championship discussion. I can argue that even the Houston Rockets right now, who were the worst team in the league last year, have a better chance right now to climb into in, into the playoff discussion before Portland, because they at least right now, and obviously this is going to change. This is a fluid conversation, of course. They actually have cap room. They got Caprim to can sign two stars they want to. They also got a great coach and and Adoka. Okay. So they can hypothetically, if things fall their way, sign two mass contracts this coming, you know, free agency, in the next couple days. So I I can argue that right now, June twenty seventh, I sit here and do this podcast, that Houston has a better chance of making a splash in free agency and making a move. And to be in a better position than Portland right now. Every other team, San Antonio, who's what they were, they go Right right off the bat a right, better right, 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 right position right now. Okay? Who else? Well who else in the Western Conference? You know, the Kings are better, obviously. You know, every every team above them better. So Portland right now can be argued of the fifteen teams in the Western Conference. To be in the worst possible situation in the conference, and the only way you're gonna get out of the hole is making a move, unless unless they get a, another whale to pair with Dame Lillard. Of course, who do you do? The, who who do you, who do you get for that? Who do you get? You gotta make a trade for that number one. And I don't know if they have anybody that they that can do. That. I mean, you could, you could probably trade Scoot Henderson. School Henderson. And maybe helps you a little bit. Let's say you, you trade Scoot for Zion Williamson, for example, which has been reportedly been talked. People around the media circles have been talk about that hypothetically. Okay, fine, fine. And, and it surely improves the, the chances of getting to the playoffs, but do you trust the Ion to stay healthy? That's saw that scenario on um, was it Basketball Network, which is kind of a aggregate. They threw up a scenario, but this is also involved uh, of Dane Lillard swapping for uh, for for Klay Towns. It 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 just seems like right now the writing's on the wall. I I think Portland wants to be the. I think Portland wants to move on, but I don't think they want to be the ones to say anything because of the PR they can PR hit ill take. had they do as they look like the bad guys forcing Dame Lillard out, out out of Portland. I think Dean Little wants to be loyal. He's a loyal guy. But I think even the Little knows this point now that there's no way how we can win here. There's no way how this the, the Blazers going to win the title with this with currently constructed. And there isn't really a move out there that can be made to improve this roster with him on it. You know, the, he, he's already set a record that I don't want to be part of a youth movement right now. Well, the, the, the Blazers had a third pick in the draft and they did not trade it. They kept it. Up to this point, I've not traded yet, and there's no plans of trade that. At, at this point, there are no plans to trade that pick. So, the report now is that Dame Lillard is well. First of one report one report yesterday was that uh, he's his he has serious interest in the Miami Heat, of course. Which, of course, personally for me, huge. I'm a Heat fan, you know. I want him here. But the, the, the new report that came out since the meeting with the Blazers, um, yesterday, is that. He's willing to wait to free agency to see what the team does to improve the roster. So basically, the next seven ten days, we'll have a, a better understanding of where we're at. And I personally expect uh, Lillard to formally request a trade out of there. And I think he'll 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 do that. And I think no one's going to care. And honestly, the, the fans are going to understand it. Honestly, I think he is the one situation where the star player um, won't get blowback for. Asking to leave. he's been in the league 11 years now. This team is going nowhere. Yeah, you know, they just trade. They they drafted a guy who's probably gonna be the future of that team moving forward, who has almost the same, the same number as he does. Lillard is number zero. Scoot Henderson is double zero. At this point, it just seems like the writing's on the wall. And who makes the first move? Who makes the first move or says the first thing? Portland does or Lillard does. And we'll know more in the next couple of days, I'm sure, or a couple of days in free agency in early July. We'll see. Um, as free agency, we are three days away from that. Um, look, I've been gone the last nine days, Haven't had. A I mean, you probably see some of my some of my commentary on on Twitter and Facebook, of course, social media on a lot of the moves. Chris Paul traded to uh, Golden State for Jordan Poole. Like I said, I think that move was solely a move to get rid of Drupal's contract. That's that's that, To me, that's solely a business move. Um, it's not really a great basketball. I mean, it doesn't make much basketball sense, really, on the Golden State part, but I guess we'll see how, how, how that plays out moving forward. Uh, Bradley Beal got traded to Washington for basically nothing. Uh, I think that makes them the second-best team in the Western Conference still. Um, I want to see how that plays out. I think whether or not they keep DeAndre Ayton long-term, could could determine a lot where they go moving forward and where they stack up against Denver. Report is now they 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 took him off of training block and they're gonna work work it out with him for the time being. We'll see how that plays out. <clears throat> uh, James Harden um has not opted out his contract yet. Uh, has play option yet? I, uh, James, James Green did. I expect him to stay in Golden State. Uh, who else? Uh, Chris Middleton opted out his contract on four million dollars. He's a free, he'll be a free agent next in the last couple of days. Um, so. <clears throat> If you said this podcast for weeks, see myself, you know, having Danny Thompson on the podcast, and a couple of a couple of guests, we told you guys that this would be a very active off season from for a myriad of reasons. Not just because of players wanting to move and get more money, but also teams also trying to position themselves to avoid that second apron in the CBA that starts next season. Um so free agency is season to be very crazy. I think. Um, and of course, we'll, we'll, we'll cover it here in this podcast. We'll have guests on, I'm sure, in a couple, week, couple weeks. We'll see. <laughs> hopefully, I'm not feeling lazy to, to accord, you know. But um, yeah, that's coming up, kind of what's going on there. Um, hopefully, um, so I took my, my text here. Uh, my wife just texted me. Um, <clears throat> I expect a lot of uh, movement. Um, of course, the, the big domino, of course, is Dane Lillard. Not saying that he's not a free agent, but that what he what he decides to do, whether he decides to ask for trade, will definitely impact a lot of the teams who want to make a move for the for the guard to climb into the picture for title. So three days away, Friday, June thirtieth. Uh, we start free agency. I think it's at six p.m. I believe, something like that. So just just check it out. Just tune in here. Anyway. A little more uh, basketball talk, but more so old school. Uh, remember Dennis Rodman? Dennis Rodman? Um, <laughs> Dennis Rodman's back in the news, actually, for the first time in a while. Um, he had a very crazy take on Larry Bird the other day. He was on Vlad TV. Um, uh, Dennis Rodman's always had a heart on Larry Bird for years, and he does not stop. Years later, almost 40 years later, he still has a heart on for Larry Bird. Um, this is what he said on Vlad TV, um, of Larry Bird, and today's NBA. If Larry Bird played in this era, I think he'd be in Europe. <laughs> so, I'm just letting like, you know, man, really, you know, like I said, I'm just say he'd be somewhere over there. Because, you know, I, his game was fit for Boston at that time in the 80s and stuff like that. You know, but uh, so uh, today's world, oh, hell no. There's, no. there's no way. I'm not downplaying him because he's a great player at that time, just like I was. And uh, but I'm saying, no, that's no way. I think the kid from uh, Denver is way better. Him, okay. <sighs> Dennis Rodman, that, that dude's still crazy. Let me, let me preface to say that Dennis Rodman's one the all time greats, greatest rebound of all time, great great defender player, great player, key cog for those Pistons teams in the late eighties, the Bulls in the late nineties. <clears throat> so I'm not going to diminish Dennis Rodman here to to make a point here, but you guys, if you guys know history, of course, Dennis Rodman has, has had a Hard on for Bird for years. This goes back to 1987 in the East Conference Finals, where they lost to Detroit. Lost to Boston in the Conference Finals. This is after Larry <laughs> Bird clinching clinching the series, putting up 35.99 on Rodden for the record. And Rodden made that a uh, at a time very controversial statement, where he said that uh, if if Larry Bird was black, no one would care. He'd be some normal player, some average player. I mean, Rodman has had some comments with Bird for years. Um, Rodman's, you know, Dennis Rodman's here, here is it's not the same relevant. He has been relevant for a long time. Um, like, look, Dennis Rodman. It, 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 we know what, what this role in about with Rodman. It is what it is. Okay, um, you don't get offended. He just considered a source. The ones that mean Rodman here, but he's nuts. Larry Bird. I argue Larry Bird would be even more impactful today if he was able to play in today's game. Think about guys like Jokic and Luka. Jokic, Nikola Jokic and Luka Doncic. Two guys that have <clears throat> actually similar games, Larry Bird, and both guys are considered top five players in the league right now currently. One guy just won the NBA championship, come off back-to-back MVPs. even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I, I can argue Leiberg would, be- would be more dominant today than he would- was back then in the 80s. To me, that's, that's a stupid statement. That Burr would only be would be in Europe. Like, does Dennis Rommel actually watch the games? You have, two, again, two guys that are literally similar in, in playing style in a league of athletes and skill sets. Two guys that are considered top five players, not top ten, top five guys, and Jokic, who is considered to, to be the best player in the league right now, and Luka, both guys model their game almost like Larry Bird. And you're going to tell me Larry Bird wouldn't dominate in today's game. That is a stupid statement on Dennis Rodman. It is a dumb statement, all quelled up because of the fact that he doesn't like the guy, because of what he said years ago. And he's had, he's had a heart, again, he's had a heart on this guy for decades. You know? Look, Dennis Rodman, I'm not going to mention he was a player or was a person. He has his own issues, of course. As a player, he was truly one of the greats in terms of defensively rebounding the whole nine. What he did what he did to the game of basketball on Dennis Rodman, he was great at that. But this is a stupid statement. Stupid statement by Dennis Rodman. You know, Larry Bird is a top 10 player of all time. And I know there's a lot of fluid arguments every year as we have these conversations. Will Bird at some point be out of the top 10? I know I've discussed in this podcast for a long time. It's hard because the one thing that hurts Larry Bird in the top 10 as we move forward with the argument is that there are more guys coming in there and I think Larry Bird's lack of longevity hurts him a little bit. So again, Rodman's statement here, not very smart. And in fact, very dumb. Um, but his opinion. But it's also, his opinion is rooted in a lot of dislike for a guy that, let's be real, did dominate him early in his career. There's a lot of bad blood there because of the Pistons Celtics rivalry. Go back and watch NBA TV. Go back and watch uh, on YouTube some of those old classic Detroit Boston series from '87, '88. Lots of hate there, lots of hate. And Dennis was part of that. Dennis was was a part of that whole that whole situation, the whole that whole rivalry, that whole dynamic. So you got to consider the source there at the same time. All right, let's talk a little politics here. Um, <clears throat> I missed miss talk about this last week or so, week and a half, whatever nine days was way. Uh, did you guys check out the uh, Donald Trump interview with uh, Brett Bear on Fox on Fox News last week? I don't, look, I don't watch Fox News, but I found it interesting some of the things that was, that was said on there. Um, I I think Brett Bear did as good a job as you can you can do with a Donald Trump interview, honestly. Um, you know Donald Trump has been indicted twice on two different separate separate cases. One is the uh, the situation with the campaign funds in New York. City, that's a state case. You have the other situation now with the federal case with him and in the, in the documents, the classified documents he had at Mar-a-Lago. Um, that's being dealt with here in South Florida, Miami, to be to be specific. Um, here was Trump, and this is, some of these quotes. I, I swear, in in a normal world, this you know, in a normal world, this would be a Snapshot case, you know, and, and 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 that this guy would, would, would uh, this per, a person would be would be disqualified from being run for president, much less anything else. And yet, this guy, even, even with indictments, is gaining at least in the GOP's sector, gaining his numbers are still going through the roof despite all this. Here is what he had to say when, concerning the uh, the classified documents on that interview.
0: To of you to get them, which back. they've never done before, right.
1: and office, why not just hand
0: them over then? Because I had uh, boxes, I want to go through the boxes and get all my personal things out. I don't want to hand that over to Nara yet. And I was very busy, as you've sort of seen. Yeah, but I've according very, to the indictment, busy. you then tell this aide to move to other locations after telling your lawyers to say you'd fully complied with the subpoena when you hadn't. But before I send boxes over, I have to take all of my things out. These boxes were interspersed with all sorts of things, uh, golf shirts, clothing, pants, shoes. There were many things.
1: All right. God darn it. All right. Again, in a normal world, this would be an open-shut case. And the public would say, what are you doing? But this is Donald Trump we're talking about here. This is Donald Trump. Former president of the United States. Formerly the host of The Apprentice. You know, what real estate mogul. Celebrity, you want to call that. We are not living in a normal world, Okay. This is not some anti-Trump rant here, for the record. I'm just speaking facts here. Um, (laughs) Why do you have your clothes and normal things in boxes with classified documents? That's what gets me. So on one hand, he's dangerous, probably. But on the other hand, he's also fucking stupid. Like, I, I... I don't get. I I don't get it. You have classified documents wrapped up in and again, this is your words wrapped up with caps, golf shirts, golf pants. Who knows, whatever. And that's normal. (laughs) Um, as I said, Brett Bear. I thought did a very good job in this interview. I didn't, I didn't watch the entire thing. I watched most of it. Um, this part here also too. He hit him hard on questioning. I, I thought for, you know a lot of journalists don't hit him hard enough on questioning, and I thought Bret Barr did this. Remember, remember when he became president? Oh, when he campaign for president back in twenty sixteen, he would say he would have the smartest people ever. In, 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 in his cabinet, the smartest people, the smartest people, you know, all this the the best, the very best in, in the world at what they do. Remember he was saying all that in twenty sixteen, prior being elected? So Brett Bear challenged him now on, on that and all those same people he deems smart. <laughs> and he goes he goes back and and reminds them of what he called them in hindsight. Here's what, here's what he had to say about that. Listen to this.
0: Vice President Mike Pence is running against you. Yeah. Your ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, she's running against you. Your former Secretary of State, Mike Pompeo, said he's not supporting you. You mentioned National Security Advisor John Bolton; He's not supporting you either. You mentioned Attorney General Bill Barr uh, says you shouldn't be president again, uh, calls you the consummate narcissist and troubled man. You recently called and uh, Barr a, a gutless pig. Uh, your second defense secretary is not supporting you, called you irresponsible. This week, you and your White House called your White White House Chief of Staff John Kelly, weak and ineffective and born with a very small brain. You called your acting White House Chief of Staff Mick Mulvaney a born loser. You called your first Secretary of State Rex Tillerson dumb as a rock, and your first Defense Secretary James Mattis the world's most overrated general. You called your White House Press Secretary Kay the Canadian milk toast, and multiple times you've referred to your Transportation Secretary Elaine Chow as Mitch McConnell's China-loving wife.
1: Line by line by line by line by line. Line. I mean, and look, and yet he's still crushing the polls. In fact, you know his biggest challenger, Ron DeSantis, is even with the indictments here, and Ron DeSantis entering entering the race about a little month ago. DeSantis is absolutely tanking in the polls. Donald Trump is crushing him in the polls. According to the latest NBC Republican GOP primary polls right now, Donald Trump currently has a fifty-one percent lead. There's a plus six since the last time, um, in the polls over to Sanders, who has twenty percent. Who's down nine points since? You got Mike Pence at ten percent. Chris Christie's actually gained some steam here since, you know, pushing back. Maybe he was, I think he was pulling up when he entered the race about a couple weeks ago. He, it was at what one percent? Maybe he's not up to five percent now. Nikki Haley at four percent. You got Vivek Ramaswamy at three percent. Tim Scott three percent. Ace hundred percent and two percent. Ron DeSantis. Why he's running is beyond me. I don't know why, honestly. Um, but again, it's crazy. Like the more, the more he gets, in, he gets indicted and, and, and gets thrown into legal hot water. The more strength he gets, at the very least, in the GOP poll. Now, in terms of the general election poll, um, according to uh, NBC, Joe Biden does lead Trump by four percent four nine forty five now it's worth noting though that I would say being as that's it's that close I will call that tie honestly I feel like it's almost it's almost like the Democrats want Trump to win because they realize he's the only one he he he's the most unelectable of the bunch in a in a general election because the independent voters can't stand him okay. Democrats are definitely going to get a hold for him. And even even with a weak Joe Biden, you know, I think they d- won't touch Donald Trump. I think they fear the possibility of a Ron DeSantis or another, uh, optically speaking, a normal Republican. Although I, I wouldn't call DeSantis a normal Republican, to be honest with you. Some of his policies are way further to right, from my taste, especially too, As someone who's a moderate. But I mean, is getting crushed in the polls now. I mean, I th- I thought you know, I remember saying two months before he got he got when the polls first came out prior to his, him announcing his, his candidacy, saying, "Well, give it a chance." And and, and, and I still part of me wants to hold out to the debates because the first first debates coming out in August. First debates in August, GP debates, and of course at the, end of the primaries, you know, caucus season early next year. You know, and a lot can happen between now and then, what Trump, legally speaking, can change. But it, it, the optics don't look good right now for DeSantis right now. It don't look good at all. It really doesn't. You know? And, uh, I don't know, this is, this is, you know, the next year and a half. Not even. You know, we election, I mean, the primaries are, the primaries are, are started now. I mean, we're going to have the first, the first debate in August. Probably no debate after that, a couple weeks from that, or month months after that. Before you know it, when the winter season, and before you know it, we are gonna be in caucus season. You know, if you if you're into politics like I am, of course, you know, this is a, this is fun times. You know, but then you have the general election next year. You know only what uh fifteen months from the general election? Time flies. I'm telling you now, time flies. So just keep looking at those those polls, but the sand looking for the doesn't look good for them at all. So Couple of things to get out of here. A couple of things. <clears> throat> My throat's kinda scratch right now. Um I actually rewatched The Last Dance for the first time in three years. Um since the COVID lockdown. Um Last Dance Course chronicling the uh, 1998 Chicago Bulls championship season, ring number six for Jordan and company. Um I watched it I watched it in real time when it first came out, but I had not watched it since. And something something pulled me to something just pulled me to watching it. And I found on Hulu and I, I literally binge you know, I was saying about you know, the t- 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 top of the show about like, you know, being lazy, and not want to do a podcast. One of the reasons why I didn't do a show last week was because one of those nights, I think it was Tuesday night last week, I spent watching pretty much nine of the ten episodes, um, of the of that documentary, um, that night. <laughs> just elected not to do a podcast instead. Um, and again, that that documentary is fantastic. Um, in fact, you know, I'm 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 doing this because um as guys know, I, I announced this a couple of weeks ago on the podcast that um, I'm going to be launching a new basketball retro podcast, which I announced called the uh, Basketball Retrospective. And I want to do an episode, hopefully in the next, you know, when I start doing when I start the podcast, I want to do an episode focusing on the documentary itself, because there's a lot of things in the documentary too. You know, it, it, obviously it touches on the 1998 season, of course, but it also goes in into Jordan's entire career, the lead up. You know, through college into the NBA in '84, all the way through his struggles, all way through, you know, being Detroit, you know, go to Detroit of course, and you know, winning his first ring, going to you know, death of his father, retirement, and all that stuff. And there's a lot of things in that documentary I want to touch on. You know, on a, on an episode that's going to be worth it on that feed. Um, which, by the way, um, I, I have created a feed for that podcast, um. But I'm still unsure if I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw episodes on this feed or that one. For the time being, I did the feed. For the time being, though, I'm still I'm leaning towards doing it on that feed because I think if I get enough people to episodes to come out come out the gate with, I'll, I'll probably just ram, ram them through. But um, yeah, um, I'm I'm looking forward to doing an episode on that soon. Um, I'm trying to find it. I think I have a guest of mine for that one, but I'm gonna hopefully uh, confirm that in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, um, but yeah, you know that documentary again. Um, you talk about great sports documentaries great sports documentaries of the of my time, you know, probably my top five definitely. Um, I think I still think the the best documentary I, I think I've ever watched, at least in the last ten years. You know, is still that o, the OJ Simpson documentary, OJ, um, OJ in America, uh, the one with Ezra Edelman, um, from from 2016 on OJ Simpson. That to me is still to me the top of line greatest documentary I think I've ever watched, at least in the last ten years anyway. Um, sports wise. Um, but the last dance holds up, of course. Um 'cause there's a lot of, there's a lot of extra elements in there too. What if's in there? And I think it deserves a l an episode a long episode of a discussion. You know, the Isaiah parts, the what if Jordan retire, you know, Jordan's legacy and Pippin's in reaction to Pipp Pippin and Jordan today and you know, all these things. There's much things in the documentary I want to touch on. Um But yeah, uh, I watched it, like I said, I watched it, loved it again, um, probably watch it again next year, I'm sure, at some point again, Um, which then also, last thing here, triggered me to start watching every NBA Finals from 1990 to present. NBA.com has um, all the NBA Finals, Um, not all of them, but they have all the ones from 1990 all the way down to present day. And I was watching what 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 actually got me watching doing this. I was, watch, I was actually watching some of the, the commentary on the uh, the Last Dance on online on YouTube like different shows, First Take and First Things First, and a couple other shows here and there. And I, I I started going into a little deep dive last week on that, on some specific issues and specific specific uh, discussion points. And I I ran into a couple a couple of conversations with Bill Simmons and Ryan Russillo, um discussing certain games rewatchables. Um and one was the uh discussing I think it was game four, game three. Was it game four? Remember I mean, game three. Okay, oh, game game, I mean, game three of the NBA Finals in ninety one, Jordan's first ring. And they're doing they were doing a discussion point on that on that on that episode. And I it tricked me to watch the, the game itself, number one. And then I said, you know what? I think I'm gonna do this. I think I'm gonna watch all these finals. 'Cause it's been a long time since I watched all these NBA finals. Like, I, I I do watch old games all pretty often. You know, I'll watch a whole heat game, I'll watch old like, you know, nineties or even two thousands basketball finals games, single singularly speaking. But to actually watch an entire final start to finish I mean, look, I, these finals I think i, I watched I mean every every finals pretty much since 91, ninety one. Nine ninety 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 nine one um in real time. But it's been years since I've watched them in, in this completion. And NBA.com and has all the finals on the, on the website. You know. So I've I actually finished in nineteen ninety one when ready. I'm on 92 right now currently. Um, look, I, I I might not even finish this sometime. because that's that's my summer project. But come on, how many things I've I've said in this podcast? That I'm behind on on shows, I'm behind on that I got to finish watching, and I haven't I mean finished yet. I still haven't finished week yet. last I have two episodes left to watch of this of this series finale. I haven't, I haven't finished it yet. Succession just ended like a couple weeks ago, and I haven't, I haven't even got, got caught up with that yet. So, you know, here we go. Stack on this thing. I have other wrestling things. One I, I gotta watch also too. Two years ago I said I was gonna watch WrestleMania from one to thirty nine. I haven't even come close to finish that yet. So, you know me, my ADHD man, scattered scattered around. But yeah, I'm on the ninety two finals. I need to do something right now. Um, number one, just a couple things here from the, those finals. Which ninety one? I mean. Look, Jordan gets all his flowers, of course. And Michael Jordan's, you know, greatest of all time, all that. You, know what, you, don't, you don't have to silence me because I, I already know. The The biggest takeaway for me from 91 finals had nothing to do with the Bulls at all or Jordan at all. Is that just how fucking good Magic Johnson still was, even in his 13th year? Even in his 12th or 13th, his 12th year, 13th year in the league, he was still that dude. He was the oh, second best player in the league at that time, too, as well. I'm behind Jordan. In, in 91. In fact, one could argue, you know, this was peak magic. Like, Magic Johnson, at this point, kind of pulled a Jokic, too. He had won MVP in the league two years in a row um, in 89-90, and then came second in 91 for MVP, behind Jordan. He actually won three, uh, three and four years. He won in 87. I think 88 was Jordan. In 89, there was Magic 87, Jordan 88, Magic 89. So, for one two, three, four, wait, wait, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, a six year span where only Jordan or Magic won MVP in the league. And Magic was literally at the Jordan best friend in the league, at, literally at, at that time in 91. And then, unfortunately, months after that series, in November, he announces he has HIV and he retires from the league. And, that, and everything, pretty much. He came back, I mean, obviously, for the All-Star game that year, and then he did a little comeback in 92. But never, it was never the same. It was never the same. You know? Think, think about what we lost there. What That's that's a big what if there. What if Magic didn't retire? What if, what if Magic didn't have HIV? You know? Um, but yeah. So I'm, I'm I'm on that project now, embarking on watching all the NBA Finals. Watching the Blazers now get their ass kicked by the Bulls, to the Bulls, from Game 1, the Shrug game, of course. Jordan was, Jordan was fantastic, man. I mean, any, any, any questions? I mean, I, I, Look, I, I prefer LeBron over Jordan. I'm a LeBron guy p- p- by preference. But I've always said that Jordan is the greatest of all time. And if you guys who are on defense on that argument or are strong LeBron supporters who don't accept Jordan as the greatest of all time, I implore you to watch these old finals, these old games, these old finals. And once you do that, rehash the conversation again. Because Michael Jordan was that dude, there's no question, and it doesn't take like a documentary to sell me on that. Watching the actual games without unvarnished, without any influence of you know commentary and propaganda. That's why Jordan's greatest of all the time, in discussion, and discussion's over here because that will do it for this podcast. Um, dated of course June 27th, 2023. I'm on Twitter at EJChristian7. Um, we have another podcast coming, hopefully, uh, uh dropping on Thursday. Um. Um, we'll, you'll obviously you'll see when it drops in the feed um, until then we will talk soon enjoy the rest of your evenings some recordings of late night and we'll talk soon, later